thought-provoking, faith-based. The Ken and Mike Show. And now, Ken and Mike. Mike. Ken. What's up? What's up? It's another Tuesday. It's Tuesday. We... This we, is awesome. This is awesome. We're so glad that you guys are tuned in and uh, you're a part of the show tonight. It's going to be a great show. This is going to be an awesome show. Yeah, we're very excited. We, I've, I've been anxious for this show because these guys are experts in their craft. Yes. And that's science. Um, let's take care of some things first. Let's take care of some things. Hey, we're, uh, we're now on YouTube. Uh, go online. Like our channel on YouTube. Please. We're on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Share us with your friends. Twitter. Tonight's topic. Um, although I didn't know it was a big deal until we started researching it, mm-hmm. that it's making a comeback. And what these guys are going to be talking about tonight um, is going to help us to address it going forward. Exactly. Um, but listen, this is growing, and we got some good news about other people coming on that are going to be coming do. on the we'll, show today. We'll, and we'll mention that towards yeah, we'll, the end of we'll, the show. We'll we mention got, that towards yeah. the end of the show. We are excited about some of the names that are going to be coming on. So. And we're excited about what God is doing and, in yes, all of this, for and sure. thank yeah. you for making this what it is, and thank you for getting yeah. the word out there, because we're growing, we're growing fast. and It's all you guys. We're humbled. We're really humbled. Totally. <laughs> we're excited, too. We're totally this, excited. This is great. This is great. So, um, I think we're good to go. I hope you guys are ready. Without further ado, we want to welcome Pat Roy and Kyle Justice on the show. Guys, welcome. Hey, Ken and Mike. Hey, hey how are you? This is Mike. Great to be here. Great to have you guys hey, on guys, tonight. Thanks for having us on. Oh, it's hey, our thanks. pleasure. We are completely humbled and we're blessed to have you. So, uh, without further ado, we're going yeah. to Kenny here. Yeah, so guys, uh, the Flat Earth Movement, uh, what, what is it? <laughs> well, you know what's amazing is that uh, it's, uh, you know, we've heard that uh, in the past that uh, people once believed that the Earth was flat, right? Well, it is taking off faster right now than probably just about any time in history. And, uh, you know, when we first got into this, we didn't realize that there are so many Christians right now converting to a flat Earth idea. So you're saying it's it's going through the Christian church? Yeah, there are a lot of Christians right now that are, are converting to a flat Earth belief, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really sweeping the the nation right now, and I guess even the world, you could say, all around the globe. All the- <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was flabbergasted by this when uh, Kenny promote uh, came up across with this idea because I thought this was done away with hundreds of years ago, and then I started doing some research on there's actually some prominent figures, you know. I won't mention any names, but the you know in the NBA and stuff like that, or who are you know espousing this, and they're just and they're broadcasting it. And I I, I thought this was dead. Right? No, it's it, it's making a huge comeback right now. There are so many social media posts, and uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of people that are really going for it right now. And uh, again, we've heard all kinds of stories of uh, of of Christians who have gone this route, and uh, there's been some some pretty huge impact with. With the whole thing. Well, it's kind of ironic. Kenny and I actually were talking to somebody yesterday, and I won't bring his name up because I won't <laughs> embarrass him. But he he actually told us he's like, "What? You actually think the Earth is round?" And it was this in our, in our own mist? We actually didn't. Yeah, even we know. had no idea. We had no clue. And you know what he when he ended up saying, he said, "Well, I think it's somewhat round, but the firmament is flat. So you're not when you're driving, you're not going around the globe." And I um. I, I we were speechless. He's like, well, don't you think you're going to fall off, he asked us. And I was like, I didn't actually know that it, it, it is. And it's it's very prevalent even within our own circle. Yeah, I had no idea. 
I know she said the word circle there. Yeah, you know what? They <laughs> it's, a, it's a round disc. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a round disc, and they believe that uh, the North Pole is, is the center of the disc, and then they believe that the South Pole is the, uh, the ring around the circle. So the South Pole, what we would see as being, you know, South Pole on a globe, is actually an impassable ice wall that's uh, around the entire rim. So that's kind of what their model is. Um, there's secular flat earthers. There's also biblical flat earthers. The biblical flat earthers um, use specific scriptures to uh, to say that uh, they believe that that uh, that disc is on pillars and it's surrounded by a dome that's over the top of it. I was just going to ask you what the scriptural basis was for that, and that that is that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I need to hear that. And when I, when and and before you get into the scriptural basis, just a question. I mean, when you think about f- the flat Earth, I mean, there's then does that mean that there are edges and you could actually get there? And if so, has anybody reached it? Right. Well, one of the things that they'll say, um, matter of fact, remember that there's no standard flat earth model. Matter of fact, that's one of the things that they say all the time is one of the strengths of the argument is that there is no single argument, that there's uh, several different varieties of it, right? So what a lot of them would say is that, uh, yeah, you could probably make it to the South Pole, which is the rim, remember, Right. Uh, but some of them have said that that's being guarded by the government because they're protecting the secret. Um, a lot of them say that that ice wall is impassable, right? But uh, you know what's kind of cool is that uh, just recently um, some flat earthers announced a research project that they're actually going to, to head to the South Pole. So that should be very interesting. Yeah, I saw that. Wasn't that that uh, – there was that YouTube phenom, that kid who uh, makes all those YouTube videos. He's what my daughter knows who he is, very well known, and he's come out as a, as a, a flat earth believer. And I think it's a blonde-haired kid who said they're going to make that trek this, this, this summer or whatever it is, and they're going to find the edge of the earth. Wow. Yeah, you know, the guy that you're talking about, uh, it, was, it was kind of a, I thought it was kind of a, a mean joke he did. He actually showed up at uh, one of the Flat Earth um, conferences that they had, and in front of the audience he announced that he was a Flat Earther, and everybody gave him great applause and all that stuff, and then he turned around afterwards and said that uh, he was doing it just as a trick. And uh, Oh, okay, well, I'm glad you corrected me on that because I hadn't Earth heard at that. All and, yeah. yeah, I hadn't heard that. Th- but, thank, well, thank you for giving me that info. Okay, so yeah. now a couple, a couple of things. And I mean, obviously, this is this is growing. Uh, two questions for you. I mean, we w- I want to get into that the, again the, with the scriptural cases and and, and why. But how, how how fast is this growing? Is is it is it at a rapid rate? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there was one survey that the, that was done, and uh, I don't know how dependable it was, but uh, I think it was saying that uh, probably like about a third of millennials. Uh, question the shape of the earth now really wow okay um, yeah i think it's growing inc- incredibly fast and then our experiment uh our experience during this whole project has been we have talked to lots and lots and lots of flat earthers and man it really seems to be taken off they've got uh, conferences that they're doing now uh, large conferences um they've got uh, a cruise uh that they're doing where people uh can go on a cruise and actually meet other flat earthers by the way there's also uh Flat Earth dating sites now. Is that for real? Really? <laughs> it really is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. well, yeah, hey, well. My question got... is, which direction does the boat go? What? <laughs> the cruise and I. I mean, I, I literally. Which direction? I... I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that. Um, my question is, which direction does the boat cruise go in? Yeah. Uh, excellent question. Uh, did, uh, I'm just. Uh, interesting. Okay. It's just interesting. It is an interesting question. I mean. 
Okay, so these guys are on their cruise and they're talking, and uh, apparently, especially the Christians are talking about their scriptural basis. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What what is their scriptural basis? You mentioned the pillars, uh, and, and how do they back that up, and 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 why? Well, yeah. Here's the thing that uh, that we found is when we first jumped into this, uh, we didn't realize the scriptural arguments that they have. And uh, yeah, I want to start off, guys, by saying. You know, this is not a salvation issue. A lot of people right. are making this a salvation issue Agreed. on both sides. As a matter of fact, Agreed. round earthers say uh, flat earthers probably aren't saved, and then the flat earthers are saying, "Well, the round earthers they're they're not saved." Well, you know, it's the shape of the earth, okay? So, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do where where uh, they go when they leave this flat earth. <laughs> right. And the other thing that I want to say too is uh, we've run into a lot of flat earthers that have become friends, and uh, they are sincere, go for it Christians. So I I just wanted to make sure that uh, we were. Oh yeah, yeah, well, I agree. I mean, I didn't know. Yes. No, I under, I completely understand. It. I mean, there's obviously belief systems that we. That yeah, and we, we all, all have different perspectives yeah. and things, and that's kind of what makes the world go round. I don't think I'm more more joking about it than. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm more joking than I am just that. surprised okay. yeah. and dumbfounded by it. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't yeah. know that this was still a relevant topic. But I'll me. tell you what. What's kind of a good plus sign about it is it does make you stop and think. And because we just know from what we've learned in school, it's round. And when you get challenged, it goes, wait a minute, I, I probably should make sure I know what I'm talking about, too. Right, exactly. That's, that's exactly true. As Christians, we need to check out and investigate God's Word, right? Because we want God's Word to control um, you know, our thinking in all areas, right? We want to make sure that we're in step with what God taught. Uh, and so that's very important for Christians Take to be every able to thought do that, captain. right? And so when it comes to the Christian flat earthers, they'll make claims like there's over 200 verses that clearly say that the earth is stationary, flat, and enclosed. And uh, and then uh, they'll say from cover to cover the uh, the Bible is a flat earth book. So I think when Kyle and I first got into this, uh, Kyle, I don't think you you or I knew that uh, there was such a case. They use a lot of scripture for their... Uh, well, can you give case. us a, a few examples of what these scriptures are that they use? Yeah, I sure can. Of course, the big one when you're talking about the shape of the earth is Isaiah forty twenty two. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. So that's the key verse, right, is that it says that the earth is a circle. Right. Okay? Um, and then they start talking about the ends of the earth. Isaiah 41.9 says, Thou whom I've taken from the ends of the earth. Um, they said that the earth is immovable. Um, First Chronicles 16.30 says, Fear before him all the earth. The world shall also be stable, that it not be moved. Um, they say that it's resting on a foundation. That's Job 38.4. Where wast thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Uh, they say that that foundation is actually made of pillars. Um, 1 Samuel 2, 8 says, For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. Um, below the earth is an underworld. And then they go to verses like uh, a Revelation chapter 5, verse 3, that says, And no man in heaven, neither on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereupon. Um, and then uh, the firmament is a big part of it. Uh, they go to Genesis, where it talks about the firmament, and, you know, it, it talks about how the firmament was created. And then they go to verses like Job thirty-seven eighteen, and it says, Hast thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong, and as a molten looking glass? And so basically they're using that verse to say that the firmament is actually a hard uh, shell dome that's over the top of the earth. Wow. Um, and then they say that there's waters above, below, and, uh, you know, up in God's dwelling place. Um, 
let's see. Uh, yeah, so that's that's some of the scriptures they use. Yeah, Again, as, they as you're going through a lot of them, that, I mean, I think they're taking them more as a, I mean, an allegory or you know, more of a, a literal translate. I mean, what is? My, I guess my question is, I mean, from are, are they are they using a uh, a tran? What kind of translation are they using to get these from? I mean, are they taking it out of context? Right. Well, okay, so their contention, which sounds very noble, guys, is sure. that uh, we've got to take God's word literally, right? Yep, it's got yep. to be literal. And, you know, both Kyle and I are, are young earth creationists, right? We believe in the plain meaning of the creation account, so their contention is, well, you believe it when it comes to the creation account. Why don't you just take everything literally that God says, right? Um, and so it's a really great question. I think that's what tricks a lot of quest, uh, Christians is they say, wow, these guys have got a lot of scriptures, why don't I just take it literally? And so our question is, well, it seems like maybe their greatest strength is also their greatest weakness, right? Because you've got verses like John fifteen five that says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Right, or, uh, exactly. When Christ says, I am the door, or, uh, or those type of things, uh, there's a verse also that says that the rivers clap their hands. And so when you start looking into this, you start to realize that there's verses where God is speaking literally and verses where he's not. Mm-hmm. And so our contention is Second oh, Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. And so our contention would be, well, when you start looking at the Scripture, there's several different literary styles, and you've got to know which one God is, is using at the particular Scripture that you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Well, I mean... Uh... And, and, and so we've got... Oh, go ahead. No, I, I'm just thinking, I mean, if we were to take the, the scriptures that they use and we'll say, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming that there's flat earthers, I'm going to say this without trying to laugh, but there's flat earthers all around the world. And, you know, the, the scripture is translated in many different languages. I mean, can they make these same arguments in, in various texts? In various texts, yeah. Well, I, I, I think so, because they're using a lot of times the original Hebrew, but again, right. I think it comes back to knowing what God is communicating, because we all say that we like to take God's uh, word literally, but I think what we actually mean is that we want to take it as God meant it to be, right? Correct. And so when we look at the, the scriptures, we th- see things like that there's historical narratives, like the creation account in Genesis or the Exodus from Egypt. Uh, from Egypt. There's statutory language, like the giving of the laws. There's lists of generations found in genealogies. We also read prophecy in Daniel or poetry, like in the Songs of Solomon. And they've got symbolic language, right? Uh, You've got uh, Jesus uh, sharing parables. You've got uh, revelations, right? And so you've got to say to yourself, what type of scripture is this? Correct. How do I take it? So when it comes to things like the book of Genesis, and we read the creation account, that's being written as a historical account. So at that point, we can say, okay, we take this as a historical account. But then when you go to a lot of the scriptures that they're using, matter of fact, I would say all of the ones that they're using, you notice that God is being very metaphorical. Mm, yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, the, the case that I've, that I've always used in arguments, not so much when it comes to flat earth or anything, but any argument is you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say. And we got to remember to believe what we read in not read what we believe. That's true. Right. Right, exactly. So our goal as Christians, right, is, is to pray, to accept what God says, uh, to pray to the Holy Spirit, to help us understand correctly what he is trying to communicate to us through the Scriptures. But how many different wrong thinkings and philosophies and cults and all that stuff have actually linked together a bunch of God's Word 
and said, hey, here's the verses you've got to take, and here's how you've got to take them, right? And they link them together, and they come up with a whole new philosophy that's outside of, of, of truly understanding the Bible, right? So we've got to be very careful and say, we've got to rightly divide the Word of God. Right. That's when is right. God being literal? When is he not being literal? And what is he actually trying to say? And we see that with, you know... And it's really interesting because you get into verses like where it says that... Uh, um, that God hangeth the earth upon nothing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. right, so you right. Run that past them, right? And uh, I've heard them say, "Well, it's it's not actually hanging on uh, nothing, and that's a problem for you guys who believe in the round earth because you believe it's actually hanging on gravity." And as I talked to them, I began to realize, well, they don't really take that verse literally. So what it shows me is that they pick and choose which are going to be literal verses and which are not. So my question back to them is always, "What are the rules?" Do you get to decide when you take it literally and when you don't? Or are there That's right. a great point. No, that's yeah. an excellent point. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting because when you look at, like, uh, especially in old school astronomy and things like that, I mean, like you mentioned cults, you mentioned, you know, they, sometimes they would look up at the stars and they would create a whole, you know, uh, story. And uh, and then and you ha- then you put into that the culture that's creating those stories. So you have a cultural thing as well. So I'm sure some of this ties into the culture. And I, what I mean is that you have these trends like with uh, with you know th- these new generations that are coming up. Uh, they have their own type of doing in this world now, and so they believe certain things, and and they're kind of. Uh, programmed in a certain way, and and it, it becomes almost a culture in itself, is what I'm trying to say. So then you put the flat Earth in it too, um, and that's why, like, I, I love what you're saying about how we have to seriously ask God and not just go around and, and believe something because it sounds it sounds interesting or intriguing or yeah, maybe it's this way. But what or is the action? Even biblical, right? Yes. I, I remember there was a guy that I knew uh, personally who predicted the end of the world in 1994, and he wrote a thick book. And most of that book contained scriptures, right? It was right. almost all scriptures. But the way he linked it all together, he came out with the conclusion that the world was ending in 1994. And mm. I remember I would mm-hmm. talk to those people, and they would get so frustrated and angry at me because they'd say, Pat, why don't you just believe it because it's all based on scripture? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, what about the scripture where Christ says no man knows the hour? Yeah, so guess what? He was wrong, and uh, so it just shows you how you can line up scriptures and link them to come up with a a certain philosophy or something. But boy, it just takes us back to 2 Timothy. we got to rightly divide the Word of God. Now, what percentage of Christendom do you think is, is this permeating? I'm sorry, what's that? Now, what percentage of Christendom do you think this, this is permeating, I mean, amongst believers? Okay, which, which, which groups are, is it, is it uh, spreading to? Is that what you're asking? Well, not so much. I mean, I mean we're, we talked about, you know, you gave the statistic about the, the, the present generation of millennials. But, I mean, in, Christ, in, in Christian. Christians as a whole, I mean, I mean how, much, how big of a percentage do you think uh, Christians as a whole uh, espouse this or believe this? You know, I do not have any scientific data to uh, to give you an answer to that. I do know this. Uh, I, know I mean, do you think Facebook it's 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 enough that it's people. movement? We've been talking to lots of people, right? I mean, do you think it's enough that? Well, I guess my question is, I mean, to you guys, what, why is it important to talk about it? I mean, because I know we 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 we've discussed it with the with the the millennials. Um, I mean, why is this such an important topic to you guys? Because I, I really want to know. I as mean, Christians. As Christians, yeah. yeah. 
Right. Well, you know what? I've noticed that Kyle has been totally dominating this conversation. So I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, are you, are you there? No. <laughs> Who, who's Kyle? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle, you can file your fingernails later. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Mike have so much in common. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the great thing about teamwork is uh, you can tag team and <laughs> Pat's doing a great job. So. <laughs> um, <clears throat> You know, we, we've been kind of asking that same question as we've been going through the production of this documentary. Um, you know, we talked to a lot of people, and they're like, wow, I didn't know people still believed in that. And, you know, but we're finding other people that are like, yeah, my brother-in-law believes in that. And when he comes over to the house, I have to debrief the kids afterwards, you know. And a lot of them don't necessarily have uh, specific uh, evidence and things that they can really pr- provide an opposite case to people who believe in the flat earth. So, number one, we didn't necessarily build this documentary for people who believe in the flat earth. Mm-hmm. It'd be great if they watched it and were convinced otherwise. But a lot of them seem to be way too much into it to really even logically think through the arguments that we're making. Right. But the other thing I think that we really came to the conclusion of recently was we're finding that a lot of uh, people who believe in the flat earth used to be just really strong creationists. You know, they love the different ministries that are, are upholding the word of God, like Answers in Genesis and ICR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and now they're they're being turned, in a sense, against those ministries where they believe that they are, you know, tools of the devil because they believe in around earth. And... It's crazy because it just seems like, you know, over the last 10 to 20 years, there's been some great growth in people who, um, you know, are believing in the the Word of God and and what's going on in the creation ministry and the support is growing. And it's almost like the enemy came in and he's like, I've got to do something because this has just grown way too fast. And hence, in the last three, four years, the whole flat earth movement has eroded a lot of that base. So. It's, it's, you know, the enemy, he loves to divide. Yeah, absolutely, and, yes. You know, and, and we're seeing that. And so that's why we think it's really important, um, and, and maybe to help some people that are looking at this kind of seriously and being able to have a resource for them to go, okay, all right, you know, I, I, think, I think we're not going to believe in the flat earth because this is a really powerful documentary that's really shown me really what it's all about. I love that. You know what, what's awesome about what you said, too, is – Again, the devil likes to divide. We we know that. And the thing is, is there's a lot of people that don't have a firm foundation. So devil, knowing that, is going to come in and, and sneak a little lie in there, you know, tell a little a fib, so that those ones that don't know, again, can be, like you said, divided. So it's up to us to really study, to show ourselves a proof that you guys keep alluding to, which is so imperative, so that we can be ready to say, hey, guys, that, hey, Sorry, but that, that's not the truth. Let's let's take a closer look at this together. And like, and I love what your guys' hearts, because I love the way that you guys are not trying to come after these guys. You're just saying, hey, I'm I'm interested in what is what is right, what is righteous, what is truth, and I just want to tell you about it because I care. And I think that that's the big difference. And and the people who are just tuning in now, sorry, people who are just tuning in now, we want to let people know we're on the phone right now. We have the creation guys. Uh, Pat Roy and, and Kyle Justice. Um, we're talking right now about the, about the flat Earth movement that's yep. going on. It's permeating through the Christian culture right now and in the church as a whole. 
and uh, they're discussing with us why it's important to talk about it. And, and by the way, guys, you can check them out at thecreationguys.com. That's thecreationguys.com. And you guys came out with the full uh, – it's the full – for the first full version of a documentary on this, correct? I think so. I think it's the first Christian full-length documentary uh, debunking the, uh, the Flat Earth. I think that's true. Hey, uh, Ken, one of the things that you were talking about was the importance of this. You know, um, as I've been doing this project, I, I, I've tried to figure out why. Why are they so passionate about this? Why are they so motivated? And, and suddenly it hit me probably about, uh, I don't know, maybe about two months ago, and along the way, you know, we've collected some good flat earth friends, and uh, it was really cool because I would run things past them. And one day I was having a conversation with one of them, and I said, oh, I think I get it. I get why you're so passionate about it. And I just thought I'd share this because I think this is a, a huge piece of the puzzle. Second Thessalonians 2.11 says, And for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And I went, oh, guys, are the reason you're so passionate about this is because you believe – that by believing in the round earth, we're actually being deceived, and it's the strong delusion, and we're following the world instead of God and his word. And they said, Pat, that's exactly why we're so passionate about wow. this. And I went, oh, wow. And I said, wow, I love that because it's true, right? We know that uh, the enemy is going to come to deceive and that many are going to believe a lie, right? And that, and that most of the church, a lot of the modern-day church, right, is off doing things that don't really matter and we've lost our passion for God and for his word and all of those things. And I said, man, I agree with you. There's a great deception going on, and people are being led astray. But what if it doesn't have anything to do with the shape of the earth? Well, I think you make a great point there because, you know, if you believe, and like us with Christians, if you believe what you know is the absolute truth, we shouldn't fault somebody for wanting to share that truth. You know, that, that, that's their passion. And, you know, just like with us, with, with, with salvation, you know, it's imperative for us to share what Christ has done on the cross. Mm -hmm. It's imperative that we, we share the truth with somebody. And like he said, if we, you know, we believe that we're, if they believe that we're believing a lie, we can't fault them for wanting to share that with us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that, that just reveals their heart. And that, that's really a great point. And I love your, your, your ending punchline there, though, too. It's like, what if it's not about the earth being round? What if it's not really about it being flat? Right. That's right. Exactly. That's crazy. Cause and, and, and so one of the things that I found is I've had some pretty deep conversations with uh, some flat earth friends is they equate the round earth as being the original deception that goes along with the Big Bang and evolution and all of that stuff. And they say, hey, the reason that you believe that the earth is round is because you're compromising with evolutionary ideas, to which I usually respond, no, the reason I believe that the earth is round is because... Kyle and I went out and did a bunch of experiments and saw that it was round for our own eyes. Hey, we want to, I want to get into it has that. nothing to do with, with what's been historically taught or anything. With my own eyes, I've seen that the earth is round. Hey, I want to get into that. It but doesn't have anything to do with that. I also want to let you guys know and brag on you guys a little bit. Our show right now is the is is, is got the most watches right now live that we've had since we've been on the show, and it has a lot to do with you guys. So thank you. <laughs> Yay! Okay, well, we got to warn you guys, because the first time we posted on the Flat Earth, we had no clue about the flood of comments that was about to come in. <laughs> so I just want to let you guys know, congratulations, you guys have just inherited, I'm sure, 100,000 comments that are going to happen. <laughs> well, here we go. So here, get it, let's get into those experiments. Tell us a little bit about these experiments that you guys yeah, did. Yeah, we're excited about it, so. Well, one of the key experiments that... A lot of flat earthers go back on is 
called the Bedford Level Experiment. Okay. And it actually happened uh, in England in the early 1800s. And uh, this gentleman, how do we say his name, Pat? Because it's always... <laughs> Well, it looks like Robotham, but everybody yeah. seems to pronounce it Robotham. Robotham. <laughs> Robotham. like Mr. Robotham? But, uh, <laughs> he, he really wanted to take a look at the Earth being flat, and he uh, took his telescope, and he went eight inches off the ground, and he, there's this really straight channel that goes down uh, in Bedford, England, and he watched this uh, sailboat go down six miles down. And he could still see the mast of that uh, sailboat when it should have, uh, based on what they thought was a known curvature of the Earth, that it would disappear. But it didn't disappear. And so he began to use that to promote the idea that the Earth isn't round, that it is flat. And what we wanted to do was to take that experiment and try and recreate it. And uh, near Astoria, Oregon, not too far from us, there's a body of water right before the, the, all the water from the Columbia River enters into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, there's a little spit on the very end where the jetty is. And then if you go back towards Astoria, it's just a little over six miles. And so uh, I got my 4K big broadcast camera. I put a 1,200-millimeter lens on the front of it so we could actually see across the bay six miles. And Pat was on the other side with a flag um, about, was it about 14 feet high off the water? Is that what it was? About? I think it might have even been 20, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he sat there and he waved the flag. And on the other side, we shot footage of this and we tried to, I tried to see him. And in theory, if the, uh, if the earth has curvature, I should, at that distance, I sh should still be able to see him. But it turns out that I couldn't see him, and so I had to move the camera up. I was about five feet off the ground initially and then moved it up for another three feet, still couldn't see him, and then moved it up another three feet and still could not see him. Interesting. And uh, what we found as we were doing the experiment, based upon temperature of the water, temperature of the air, that um, it, it's, it's going to affect the way you see things. So, for instance, in the Bedford Level experiment, it was in the spring – um, and it affected the, the way the light bends across the earth. Oh, right, and right. you could still actually see something uh, based upon certain conditions. And we weren't in those conditions in a story. We're trying not to be in them. And it uh, turns out I couldn't see Pat even at the higher altitude. Uh, I mean, we're talking, you know, feet, not thousands of feet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, but what we found was there, there were radio towers behind him uh, a little less than a mile away and as i went up in my uh my altitude or you know a couple feet with the camera the towers i could see more of the towers as i went up in the the sand and we found that it matched the curvature of the earth that i could see it more and more as i went higher and you can actually see it's fascinating the water of the bay, it almost looks like it's bending over the curvature of the Earth uh, as we were doing it. And so we, we came to a strong conclusion that, that there is curvature and that the radio towers really held. The funny thing is I, I couldn't see Pat even at that place because we believe there's, there's a certain 
uh, atmospheric conditions that bends the light, right. and I still couldn't see them because of that. Um, there's a lot more science behind it, but that's what we get to in the documentary. And then we went to uh, Ohio. We got invited to go to Ohio for a gentleman, Victor Brewer, that was sending up a 8K spherical camera wow. uh, 20 to 30 miles up in the air. Wow. And uh, he was trying to show what's called fall-off. Drop-away, yeah. Drop-away, fall-off, yeah. yeah. And so what happened there was um, often people would send up, like, uh, a GoPro up. But a right. GoPro, to get the, the wide angles, you're going to get a curve fisheye on the lens. Yes. But with this camera, it looked 360 degrees around. So one camera couldn't curve because it wouldn't match the next camera. And so there was a lot of math involved in it and correction to make sure that it was 180 degrees uh, as far as the horizon when you started off in the balloon. But as you got higher up, if there's fall-off or drop-away, then the horizon should slowly drop because you're seeing less of the Earth. But in a flat Earth, you wouldn't have that, that drop away. It would just keep going straight uh, about a, at a 180-degree horizon from top to bottom. It would be right in the center, even at 20 miles up. And so but we came back. They did the, uh, the, the evaluation of the, the footage and determined that the, the drop away seen in the 360 footage matched almost exactly what we would expect from the curvature of the Earth. Yeah, and that's really cool because other people that have set up weather balloons to show this, right. they come back with the footage and you see it, and the, the, of course the Earth always looks round. Well, the first things the flat earthers do is they say, fish eye. Right, 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 right. This, right, this right. is the experiment. But So this, this particular experiment was kind of exciting because it was the first time this experiment's ever been done. And again, it's, really? it's showing that there's drop away and it's math mathematically calculated and there's not really a way to to explain that away you know because uh, i have a question drop away okay how do the flat earthers explain things like the moon and other celestial bodies like you know pluto uranus stuff like that? sun the sun i mean do they think those are all flat as well and and they're you know they just happen to all be facing towards us so we can see them that way and is the is the earth being if it's flat is it spinning yeah, I missed the last part. Is it, is it spinning? Is it spinning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So again, there's there's all kinds of different models that are out there. Okay. So uh, some some flat earthers believe that the sun, moon, and stars on are on the outside of the dome. Some believe that it's under the dome. Um, we've we've come to find that a lot of them, a lot of biblical flat earthers, believe that the sun is like a spotlight, and they also believe that the moon is its own light that it doesn't reflect the light. They do that based on Genesis. They say. That uh, uh, there was two great lights made, yes. the greater light yep. and the lesser light, yep. and so that must mean that the moon itself is producing light, and they believe that they travel around in a circuit above the disk, and so that's kind of their thinking. But they're still round, uh, except that, we're not. I'm sorry, what's that? But they're, but those bodies are still round, and Earth isn't. Well, no, uh, like for the sun, a lot of them will say that the. The sun and the moon both are, are spotlights. Oh, okay. Spotlights that they're okay. actually not uh, round spherical now, objects. Now, do you uh, believe? Now, remember, there's a bunch of different models out there. So. Now, do you think? I mean, I, this has been my experience for the few people I've come across that believe in the flat Earth. I mean, has it been your experience that also those are, you know of, of the same vein of the people that believe that you know we still haven't we haven't gone to the moon? Right. Yeah. Well. Okay. So here's the problem. Right. Is that they. 
they say that there is no valid evidence to show that the Earth isn't flat. Well, how do you know when a piece of evidence is valid or not is when it doesn't show that the Earth isn't flat, right? So it's kind of a circular reasoning. So when it comes to the Apollo moon missions, we've been out far enough to take photos of the Earth, and we see the shape of the Earth, right? So right. since those uh, are showing the Earth to be round, obviously those aren't valid, which means that the space program can't be valid, which means that NASA is some evil force that's perpetuating a lie on us. Well, that's my next question. What is the benefit of feeding us a lie about everything being round and everything we know about all the different celestial bodies and the planets. I mean, what is the benefit of perpetuating this big lie? I don't get the end game. Right. Okay. So the, it took us a while to figure that out as well. Okay. So a, a couple things. A, a lot of times you'll hear them say that NASA is a money-making machine, right? And that uh, that uh, they're making millions and million, billions of dollars off of this, right? So it's all just a, a fraud and they've got to keep us thinking that they went to the moon to keep making money. Well, wasn't NASA defunded? What's that now? Wasn't NASA defunded? Uh, is it still an organization? <laughs> I mean, we don't well, have a space still, program I mean, anymore. Well, we're still dropping billions of dollars, and now uh, recently they've announced that uh, we're going back to the moon again, which I think is really cool. That's awesome. I didn't hear but that. Yeah, is that's awesome. A, that, that's one thing was that uh, that they're receiving these billions of dollars. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, NASA represents the world system, right? And it's actually being used by Satan to deceive Christians and other people, right? Ah, okay. So that's another thing that I've heard about NASA. And so uh, I think that those are some of the things that are being said. And uh, again, I've noticed in our research as we've talked to people that uh, NASA is one of the most evil things on planet Earth. And as soon as you begin talking about that, um, instantly all of that is dismissed immediately. As soon as you say the word NASA, you're done. Oh, okay. That's fascinating, actually. <laughs> so uh, what about that, that other guy, that, that, that private investor there? That what's his Oh, name? he wants to send people up, is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm not sure oh. who that is. How is that Tesla? Explain? I don't so know. They would say that he's in on it, right? He's yeah, right. Right. Okay. okay. So there's a lot but of – You cons- also have to say not only him but all the global uh, surveyors. Uh, sure. People who do aircraft, people who do I, – I mean, when you say how many people would have to be a part of this conspiracy, I mean, you would have to say that there would be millions that are in on this conspiracy, and somehow they're all keeping that secret. I mean, our government can't keep a secret, so I, mean, right. I, don't, I don't understand how this one would be kept such yeah. a secret. <laughs> well, in, until we find the aliens. Right. Okay. So the, the thing is, though, is like, okay, so as, as far as Christians go uh, – what you guys were talking about, um, as Christians, the flat Earth society in in, in the in, in Christianity, are they using this as uh, for proselytizing? So, it, it, like for example, are they are they using this uh, to to pitch it basically? Well, to pitch it. Okay, first of all, I want to make a distinction. You said the flat Earth society. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, well, you can't say that, right. especially to a, a a Christian flat Earther, because they believe that they're shills that are are purposely infiltrating and deceiving people for the other side. So okay. Sure wow. Okay. Gotcha. Good information. Yeah, good, that's good information. But when you talk about the Christian flat earthers, um, yeah, they, they're very evangelistic about it, right? They, they believe that this is one of the top things that should be taught and that it leads to salvation and all these other things. And uh, I don't know, in our experience, we've kind of been finding that uh, there's a lot of kind of sad stories that go along with, with conversion to flat earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... It- 
uh, on your side talking about this how how are we using this to uh advance the kingdom no that's a great question um how do you want to answer that you want to... okay so yeah i would say a couple of ways because we've really been praying about this right because we've been saying wow these people become flat earthers and then they become obsessed with the flat earth right well aren't we doing the same thing by trying to debunk it I would say that, uh, you know, the reason I think this is important to talk about is uh, Kala and I have found that uh, a lot of people that have converted to the flat earth, uh, we hear stories of uh, broken marriages, we've heard of a a church that was split over it, and all these things. We think that there are some huge spiritual implications to it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like when people get involved with the flat earth, they become consumed with it. Um, So I think it's important to get the word out about that. But then as creationists, Kyle and I, you know, both love the creation message, Think about this. God is so far beyond us. He created this universe that just seems to keep going and going and going. And when we as humans look up at the sky, we say, God is so beyond us. Mm. But the exciting thing is is it goes as far the other direction as well. Think about it. Particle physicists tell us that uh, not only do we have electrons, protons, and all of that in our in our bodies, but it keeps getting smaller and smaller. There's quarks, there's subquarks, and it just keeps going the other way. And I think about that, and I go, wow, God is such a huge God that he created this never-ending universe, it seems like. And then it goes as far the other way, so he's intimate with every detail of our life, and what a perfect God that is, right? The God who's so big, who created all of it, and the God who's uh, familiar with the most intimate particles inside our body, right? God big enough to take care of anything, and yet knows every little particle of our body. That's incredible. It is incredible. But when you take that huge majesty, the heavens declare, and you say, no, we're going to reduce that to a flat earth, there's a dome over the top, and the sun is 3,000 miles up. Well, the sun, I think it shrinks his glory. Yes. And what I think is great about what you guys are doing, I mean, when I say advancing the kingdom, well, you're willing to talk to these people and be serious with them, have these conversations, and in the end, it builds relationships. Mm. And in, 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 in those relationships, yeah, you build a bond. Like you said, it doesn't matter if we really believe that the earth is round or it's flat. That, that's, not, that's not paramount to your salvation, but it's building relationships. And in those relationships, there's unity, and in unity, he commands, he commands a, blessing. a blessing. Exactly. And right, that's what. Exactly. And matter of fact, when you go like on our Facebook page, you can see, and this grieves us. You see people just duking it out on Facebook on both sides, right? You see the round earthers getting nasty. You see right. the flat earthers getting nasty, and it's a bunch of Christians duking it out, and mm-hmm. we just grieve over that and say, no, you know what? We're all Christian brothers, and so I want that message to come across very clearly. Right. If we're not when showing ourselves— earth, When it comes to the round earth, it's only the shape of the earth, right? We're still Christians above right, all. Right, 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 exactly. If we're not showing ourselves to be different than the rest of the world, what's, what makes us attractive? So if, you know, like that's one of the things I always do on, you know, on Facebook and in the social media— that if we're not pointing people back to Christ and all we're doing is having division here, it's it's doing nothing for the kingdom. So I'm going to bow out of it. Right, and it's exactly what the devil wants. He right. wants division, especially within the right, exactly. within Christian church, of course. And I and I love that too. Again, relationships, relationships, relationships. And you know, when it comes down to you know to the creation side of it, uh, and it it's what's amazing about you know when you look at it through God's lens, it's just another thing to say, God, you're like you mentioned. You are glorious. You are amazing. And we don't worship the creation. We worship the creator. And I think like you mentioned, these guys are somewhat falling in love with the idea uh, of this stuff. And I think that's where sometimes where scientists get lost too. They just want to discover the next best thing. And they're so focused on that, they forget who created it. 
and they can actually read about it in something called, you know, the, the Bible. And I don't mean that in a facetious right. way. I just mean, you know, I, I think right, about that. You guys probably saw that debate with uh, Bill Nye and um, and it was I think it was Ken Ham. And and I think I saw where Ken was going with that, and that was just to kind of get to his heart. And and you know, and this is no knock at anybody. This is just to say that you know, and I felt as if you know, and Bill was just very excited about oh, just to find the next best thing. And I'm like, but God already knows what that is. So I bet you, if we you know, look to him, he can kind of uh, help us explore it. You know, I just think if we look to the creator, it, it, you know, all the answers come flowing. Right. Right. Matter of fact, what it says in Romans, right, is that they, uh, they deny the creator and they worship the creation instead of the creator. And then it says, therefore, they're without excuse. Right. So you're right. We as men, we want to worship the creation and not the creator. And by the way, I, I don't think that flat earthers are necessarily doing that. Um, right. I think that they want to serve God. I sure, think right, sure, yes. Stand up and even be called foolish for their ideas, but along the line somewhere there, I feel like they're they're focusing on something that probably isn't one of the majors, right? right. Yes. Exactly, and that's not the point. Yeah, the main thing is Christ, and that's that's what it needs to be. Well, <clears throat> that's true. I mean, you read uh, the first... First uh, Corinthians 15, and, you know, Paul's gone through all of these different things that are going on in the Corinthian church, and he says, this is what I hold of as first importance, that Christ died, that he rose again, and, you know, that's, that's the, the core of salvation, and he says that's the first importance. It's, it's not the shape of the earth. It's not, you know, do you baptize before or after? You know, it's like, no, it's Christ. Yes. And then you go back into Ecclesiastes, and at the end, you know, Solomon says, this is the whole of the matter, you know, to remember your creator in the days of your youth and to worship him right. and, you know, and glorify him. And so it's like the enemy is like taking this whole issue and he's putting that as first importance. And, uh, you know, that we're finding that more and more is that, that the enemy loves to take a certain thing and just shift it completely around. So, you know, now... People are promoting or at least bringing forth the idea of the round earth. Now we're the enemies. Now we're, you know, we're the ones who are are in the delusion. And, you know, it's kind of questioning maybe maybe it's a little different. Maybe it's actually the other way around. And then once again, we're fighting amongst ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so, listen, we've got to have unity above all things. Yes. Uh, you know, I think I think that that's so important, and uh, again, that's why I think we want to make sure that uh, people aren't misunderstanding us. Sure, uh, flat Earth people who believe in the flat Earth are not the enemies. Right, Amen. So, uh, right. Salvation through Christ and Christ alone. Yes, and if they're brothers. Let's fellowship as brothers. Yes. Right? And then when we debate on stuff like this, hopefully, it leads us back deeper into the scriptures, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just it, it helps. You know, it, there's we're always learning, and it's and you know we should always be learning, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, where where would people go to find out more about this documentary? Yeah, they can go to uh, thecreationguys.com. And uh, if you go there, uh, we've got uh, the trailer right on the home page. You can watch the trailer, and uh, you can find out more at thecreationguys.com. And we're offering a DVD version that has a HD downloadable copy, or if the people just want video on demand, they can just click that link and, and get that right now. So right, and they can also rent it. So yeah. you don't even have to. Oh, that's excellent. So what? What else? I mean, is that is that your is that your main focus now? Or, I mean, what else? Uh, you know, for our viewers, I mean, what else 
Because we know you guys are very much into creation, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah well, uh, so Kyle has uh, a company that's called Awesome Science Media. And how many titles have you produced in the creation? Well, we have 27 titles on science in the Bible from uh, kids' shows to full-length documentaries. So we've been doing that since 2012. And uh, it just keeps growing. We'll probably release another 20 this year. Uh, so oh, that's we're awesome. Strong on that. And that's awesomesciencemedia.com is our main site. And uh, But the Creation Guys is kind of our own brand that we've created with Pat and I. And, uh, yeah, Flat Earth is not our only focus. We The next one we have coming out in May is on the whole Ark Encounter, kind of a, a tour of that. And then awesome. we're talking about going to some other locations uh, this year and creating a lot more episodes not on the flat earth, but on God's creation. And you guys yeah, meant... In fact, you, we're thinking about going to a dinosaur graveyard. Hey, so, that, that uh, sounds awesome. Hey, we we def, I, I know personally, I want to have these guys back. If, I, if absolutely. Them, and I want to I I dive into the creation aspect of it. Because, you know, I have these conversations all the time with people. Yes. And, I, you know, I'd love to pick their brains and how we can more adequately be able to articulate you know the, the the creation aspect of uh, absolutely and, and a young and a young absolutely artist. now you, now real quick you guys mentioned 2012 you guys got together but you guys have known each other longer right have you guys been working together for a long time yeah we met actually we met back in 2012 at a big film festival and you know i saw his passion pat's passion for this and uh, you know my passion and i didn't necessarily say you know we got to work together some some period in the future because he was already producing this huge radio drama series for kids. But about two years ago, I began praying about, hey, you know, if there's one guy that I'd love to work with on projects, it would be Pat Roy. And it seemed impossible. But I just kept praying, and God kept closing the doors in Pat's life that, that led him up here. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Uh, yeah, Kyle prayed in my whole life tanked, and then I ended up. <laughs> no, but it's been a... A huge blessing. Guys, I'm sure it's the, the same for you working together. It's fun to have a partner. By the way, that leads me to a very important question. Yes. Okay, you guys ready? I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. I'll go. Oh, boy. How come it's not the uh, Mike and Ken show? Yeah, yeah, let's not go there, all right? Hey, I got to tell you, it wasn't my idea. It was his, and I didn't argue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> no, we uh, I, when we pitched the idea about it, and I think you know K comes before M, so right, right. <laughs> Ken and Mike. Yeah, he means yeah, Ken becomes before Mike. Very good. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you, I got I, I got to give honor where honors due with you guys, though. I tell you, your passion shines through. Yes, and awesome. what we've watched, and and, and and talking to you, you know, in our in our personal conversation, and plus on the on the on the show, it shines through. We. Um, just want thank you guys for the work that you guys are doing uh, for the ministry and obviously equipping believers and non-believers and showing them, you know, what the biblical truth is. And uh, just thank you. And I, I hope that we can, again, have you guys on so that we can talk more about, as Mike alluded to, uh, creation and pick your brains more. There's, yeah, would you guys be willing to come on back again another date for so it. we can get into creation? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of more our passion, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. We'd love to. Yeah, that's one of my passions too. Yeah, so I would really love to pick too. your brain. I'm super excited about what you guys are doing. Well, thank you, ve- thank you very much. Yeah, we're excited too. You know, God is good, and uh, we just man, we just want to be part of the community and 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 talk to people like you guys are doing. You know, we're not scientists, but uh, we we love the Lord and and we want to talk to people who don't believe in Him and do and say, guys, come to the table. Let's just have a conversation over some coffee. You know, and talk about this stuff. 
Absolutely. Very hey, cool. Everybody listening to uh, On the Phone, we have Pat Roy and Kyle Justice. They're the creation guys. Go to their website. Um, there's a lots of information there. They do a lot of things for the kingdom. We are privileged and honored yes. to have them on the show. And that's thecreationguys.com. Yes, and we thank you for being on the show. And um, we have to take care of some things here, but yes. we really appreciate you guys coming on the show. And, uh, you know, thanks again. This was thank awesome. Thank you guys so much. Great. Thank you, guys. God bless you. God, God bless, bless you, too, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, yeah, that was the creation guys, Pat Roy and Kyle Justice. And, again, we're going to have them on again to talk about creation. It's going to be amazing. But, Mike, we want to let you guys know, uh, please make sure you tune in next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because we have a a very special guest that we're going to have. Yeah, you know, like we said, you know, names that you're going to recognize, people you're going to you're going to know um, that uh, the show is reaching further than we thought it would. We are privileged and we are honored. And Kenny, yes, who are we booking? All right, so on Tuesday we have David Horowitz, the sixteenth. That's next Tuesday. No, what, what I believe it was the sixteenth. Is it the sixteenth? Okay, maybe then it's, I believe it's the sixteenth. In two weeks. In two weeks, we have David Horowitz coming on. And we're going to talk about his new book, which is called Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. It's going to be a great topic. I, I don't know if you know. Look him up. Yeah, look David him Horowitz, up. He's, well, he's, we're he's privileged. We're, we're, we're so thankful that he said yes to the Ken and Mike show. And um, this is awesome. The platform is, is growing. And people are coming on, and uh, we can only thank you guys because, you know, tonight we are watching that tonight was probably one of the most watched videos live that we have we have had. So this is awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we're privileged. We're appreciative. Again, the 16th, I want to make that, again, distinction there. The 16th, uh, which is uh, in two weeks from, from today, uh, please join us. It's going to be a great conversation. And, again, thanks to the, the – um, uh, creation, creation guys, guys. my creation gosh, guys. these guys oh, are awesome, that, that and they are experts. Kyle Justice and Pat Roy. And Pat Roy, yeah. I mean, and I guess they have a, a, a kids' uh, video series too, right? Yes, like, they uh, have. A drama series? They, yes, they have a lot of content. Is that uh, like Adventures in Odyssey? Like, I, know, believe so. I believe so, I believe so, yeah. That's awesome. So yep. go on the website. Get your kids get, involved, get, yeah. Get, get to know who they are. Um, they have a, a, a lot bigger audience, but hey, this is awesome. Which, you yeah. know, we can all... You know, pool our resources together, and this this is great. This and let's build really, the kingdom. A great really yeah. Building the kingdom. Thank you for tuning in to the Ken and Mike Show. Um, we'll be here every Tuesday on Facebook Live. Go to YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell. Yes, please. hit the bell. Yep. Go on Instagram, find us. We're, we're actually on Twitter. I don't know how active we've been on that, but we're going to get up on that. Yeah, our producer's taking care of that. Yes, uh, but please, go to all the social media platforms. We are there. Share us with your friends. And again, thank you for watching the Ken and Mike Show. And we'll catch you next Tuesday right here on Facebook Live. The Ken and Mike Show.